welcome to the South Point Living Podcast. I'm Melissa Hopper, Creative Director at South Point Publishing, and I'm here with Mark Ribble, editor of the South Point Sun newspaper. And Mark, before we discuss anything else, I just would like to say congratulations to you and the Carbarn baseball team for finishing uh, in second place. So uh, congratulations. Tell me how your weekend was. It was really something, you know. Um, We've been in that league now for nine years, and um, it was one of those things where I said to the guys before the tournament, now we have a like a wind-up tournament, as you know, for the end of the year, and I said to the guys before the tournament started, this is probably my last year, so if you have any inclination of winning anything, this would be the year to do it, you know? And they all laughed, oh yeah, all right, yeah, okay. So then we uh, we come up against the top two teams and beat them both on Saturday afternoon, which um, kind of propelled us right to the final. And then uh, had to wait to see who we were playing. We were playing, obviously, the first place team that we had beat on Saturday afternoon. And uh, and they had to beat us twice because we were undefeated. And they did beat us twice, and, and we lost both games. But it was fun just to get there. Um, it's been a long time coming. And the team that beat us, the Farmers, they – They've never won the championship. So it was two teams really that had never tasted the uh, championship in that league. So that's good to have that. Yes, definitely. And I think it's worth noting too that, um, you know, I mean this in no disrespect, but there is a bit of an age difference um, yes. between a lot of the um, players on your team on the car barn and some of the other teams. So um, it is great to see after all these years that your team has stuck together. How many did you say were from the original team? There's still six from the original squad, and there's probably another three that joined just a couple years later. So we've had a pretty good nucleus together for a while. Yeah. Our average age is 48.3, <laughs> and uh, that's amazing when you think about it because the average age of all the other teams has got to be around 35 or something like that. So yeah, uh, we've kind of we held our own with, with the young kids, and that's really what we wanted to do, just show them that we could still play the game well, and that's why I do have a hard time believing that this would be your last year. Um, you know, I just, I can't imagine you not being out there. So I have a feeling we will see you back uh, in the future if I was a betting person and and I am, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, yes, that I, I believe you will be back. I can't imagine uh, it would be easy for you to stay away from the ball time in that long. It's not going to be easy to stay away. Um, if my body rebounds a little bit over the winter time and next spring, I think I can handle it then I may do it. I just, just this year felt off for me as far as trying to keep up my Achilles tendon got torn on the first week or not torn, but at least injured. And I was limping pretty much all summer and then actually was able to run this weekend um, for a change, but that didn't make any difference. So <laughs> well, uh, we'll take it easy over the winter and hopefully we'll see you back out there next year. Yeah. Okay. Yes. All right. So what trivia questions do you have for us this week? So the trivia questions this week ha- take on a bit of a theme of TV shows. So we'll see how you do with these. Okay. Should, should be fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pink's Today's the Day served as the theme song for which TV talk show? Okay. Okay. In the TV show Friends, what's the name of the grumpy neighbor living below Monica and Rachel? Okay. Uh, what TV show are the characters Tango, Jesse, and Rosita part of? Okay. 
And before 2021, how many times has a Netflix original won Best Series at the Emmys? Okay. And Paris Hilton is hosting a new Netflix show about what? Okay. Uh, I got two for five, and I don't even have guesses on the other three. So. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not doing, not doing so well. But uh, All right. So what do you have coming out in the South Point Sun newspaper this week? Well, in the Sun this week, we'll have uh, some preliminary federal election results. Whatever was available prior to press time on Tuesday before we went to press will be in the paper this week. Um, Yes, and we record this on Mondays. I know we've yes. mentioned that in a previous uh, podcast that we did in the summer, but so we can record know, on Monday. Really, yeah, we really don't know going into it. I'm sure that we'll have something to uh, to show people what, what we have so far at that point. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to have a story on a family of four that is, was displaced by the Wheatley explosion and what they're doing 27 days later as they're still out of their house and have never been able to return. So that's a little bit of a, a, a good story, a good feel-good story because they've been – the community has kind of uh, stepped in and and given them some clothing and stuff like that that they're unable to get out of their home. And uh, and it's a good story about uh, how people can persevere through that. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing. I think in all of this, we've just seen the generosity of, uh, of the community in wanting to help everyone that's been affected by it. So that's so nice to see. And uh, country music star Michelle Wright played the Sunset Amphitheater on Saturday night. And we have some, some photos and a little bit of a story from that. Um, I was there. It was the temperatures dropped quite a bit, so it was a little bit cool. But uh, she put on a really good show, so we have a little bit of a story on that too. Oh, that's great. And uh, the Leamington Homelessness Project has announced the results of and recommendations from their recent homeless survey. So they got together last week at uh, town hall and released uh, the results from the survey and some eye-opening stuff there with with homelessness situation. And I think that's something that we uh, often overlook here. Um, you know, we think of homelessness as being a big city problem, but mm -hmm. something that we need to realize that happens more uh, in our community than, than we know. Yes, yes. And this uh, committee has come up with a made in Leamington solution, they feel, that, that will, because homelessness, they feel, is different in Leamington than it is in the big city. So, so they're trying to tackle it in a different way. Well, I look forward to reading about that. Yes. And the only other thing we, uh, that I was going to mention was the Erie Shore Hospital Foundation annual, ad, held their annual golf tournament last week, and we were there and got some photos. And that was uh, the weather was beautiful that day for a golf tournament. Yes. And uh, I drove by. I live in that area, so drove by a couple times uh, throughout the day and it seemed like everybody was having a great time. And yes. obviously for, for a great cause. That's for sure. All right. Well, thanks, Mark. Um, I wanted to bring up something that I saw uh, on Facebook. I've mentioned this, I think, before that I find social media to be, uh, uh, I don't enjoy it that much for the way that it's being used now. But there are some, mm -hmm. some things that, you know, I think it's good for. Um, this wasn't a good event, but I'm hoping that maybe something good will come out of this. So what happened was the Grove Hotel in Kingsville posted, I'm not sure if you saw this, about damage that was done to um, the George the Ghost painting. And for those who don't know, George the Ghost is famous in Kingsville folk folklore. Um, the Grove Brew House has a beer named after George the Ghost. But what happened was at the Grove Hotel, they had this really great painting of George the Ghost and somebody went in and damaged it. And um, they said they reviewed security camera footage and they don't think it was even a guest that did the damage, but rather someone who just entered the hotel uninvited and went and uh, damaged this painting. So 
the Grove uh, Hotel is looking to get the painting repaired and restored. So if anybody knows of somebody that can uh, help them get that done, you can reach out to Jennifer at mygrovehotel.com. And then also if anybody has any information on who may have you know, damaged this painting, um, you could also let them know, or I'm sure go to the local authorities, let the police know. Um, but you know, it's just, it's such an unfortunate thing to happen. And hopefully through the power of social media, they, they will be able to find someone who can help them get it repaired and restored. And also hopefully somebody will, uh, you know, have to suffer the consequences of doing this. I mean, it just seems so ridiculous that somebody would just walk in yeah. to the hotel and damage this incredible painting, the history behind it, everything involved with it. So yeah. I really hope that, that they can get that uh, fixed for sure. That seems to follow a, a rash of vandalism that's going on in Kingsville. I know that uh, Jeff Bugazelli at the um, car wash is having trouble there with a, he's got a goose head, I believe, a decoy head mounted on a sign out in front of his business. And he's got video footage after video footage of the same person coming along there in the middle of the night and stealing the parts of the sign and taking, taking it away. So, uh, you often wonder if it's connected somehow or if they're just people there that, that want to do damage to stuff um, for no particular reason. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's the thing. I mean, do people not have anything better to do than to go yeah. damage? I mean, it, well, what satisfaction are you getting out of this? I mean, yeah. obviously, you know, the people have, have some issues that they're going around doing this, but you just hope that, um, you know, maybe they'll realize that it's, it's not, not worth it spending their time. They could probably find a lot better ways to, to spend their yeah, time. For sure. So um, keeping in Kingsville, but going back long ago, um, in the Kingsville Reporter, September 21st, 1894, there were a couple things that I found interesting. So um, one happened to be about a peach. So it said, there is a peach on exhibition in Mr. C.S. Miller's window, which is of remarkable size. It measures 10 and a half inches in circumference eight and five eight huh. inches in diameter and it is the monarch of the monarch variety and was grown on a tree which has been planted two years ago by mr wellington weigel and mr weigel is the agent for this magnificent variety of peach stock so that is quite the large peach that they had on in september of 1894 in kingsville that's for sure that is huge and then actually this kind of is in keeping with um, what we were just talking about in that same um, issue of the paper, September 21st, 1894 in Ruthven. Uh, they were not happy with people that were coming in and some of the things that they were doing in Ruthven. It says a gang of toughs from the country go to Leamington every Saturday night and get a glass of beer apiece. Then they come to Ruthven and get in front of the post office and sing, dance and swear until two or three in the morning. There is now going to be a stop put to this rowdyism, and if they find themselves before a justice of the peace, they will probably stop such low work. Take the hint, boys, and save yourself money and trouble. Wow. So, yes. Yes, so the Ruthven Post Office was the scene of some uh, rowdyism. Rowdyism. Yes. So then... September 23rd, 1909, in the Leamington Post, um, it, just, it just goes to show when a, a prank goes bad. So mm. the headline was, Two Romney Young Men Were Such Funny Fellows. And it says, Ross Hetherington and Earl Dawson, two young farmers of Romney, pleaded guilty to a charge of horse stealing in the county police court before Judge Houston yesterday morning. 
the young men took a horse and rig belonging to Edward H. Sunkey while the latter was attending a harvest home social in Zion. And they hid it in a neighboring barnyard, intending it to be a practical joke. But thus doing, they were leaving themselves liable to a term of 14 years in Kingston. They were allowed to go on suspended sentence after paying the costs of the court $25.05. Wow. Yes, here's this practical joke. And then they little did they know that they could have gone to the Kingston Penitentiary for 14 years. 14 years for stealing a farm implement. Hiding it, really. I mean, it wasn't stealing because they were intending for him to have it back. They just thought it would be funny to move it and uh, have him not know where it was. But yes, I guess. Um, you know, fortunately, they were given a much lesser sentence than what they could That's have gotten. That's good. That is yes. good. Yes. So now um, this podcast is coming out September 22nd, which happens to be the first official day of fall. So yes. fall and autumn, um, you know, it's always something I've wondered what the difference is. So mm-hmm. um, and from the Weather Network, they said autumn and fall are used interchangeably in British and American language, but the names have distinct origins. Fall is more of an American style term, according to Merriam-Webster, although both names originated in Britain. Autumn is derived from the Latin word autumnus and dates back to the 1300s. So the term fall gained popularity in the 1600s and is a nod to the falling leaves. As the British Empire expanded and settled in North America, the English language split into British and American English. North American settlers appeared to prefer fall over autumn, which is why it's the predominant terminology in Canada. Well, that's good. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I very seldom refer to it as autumn. I call it fall most all the time. But Yes, me too. I don't know that I've ever called it autumn, to be honest. Yeah. I think everything is fall. Um, and then in keeping with fall, um, pumpkin spice is a popular aspect of fall. Mm-hmm. So um, the pumpkin spice was made famous by the pumpkin spice lattes at Starbucks. But one of the earliest mentions of pumpkin spice was in a pumpkin spice cake recipe that was published in 1936 by the Washington Post. So for anyone that doesn't know, pumpkin spice is a combination of cinnamon, nutmeg, ginger, cloves, and allspice. And, and so it's... Um, it's really got that pumpkin-y, you know, flavor yeah. to it. What's crazy to me is the number of things that you can find pumpkin spice in now. Mm-hmm. So it's in cereal, yogurt, ice cream, cookies, protein powder, jello, coffee creamers. And just the other day on Facebook, again, going back to social media, um, there's a, a mom's Facebook group that I'm in. And one of the moms was asking, has anybody seen this, the Starbucks pumpkin spice coffee creamer anywhere? And people were commenting saying, oh, yeah, I saw some at this place or I saw some there or I got the last one here. And so this one mom was just frantically trying to find out where she could go in Essex County to get the Starbucks creamer, the pumpkin spice creamer. So um, wow. now it's what is also crazy to me is that in 2018 Forbes reported that the pumpkin spice trend was a $600 million market. And that's not the crazy part. I think this though, the Starbucks pumpkin spice latte alone accounted for $110 million of that. Wow. That's so crazy. I think, you know, you can really credit Starbucks with 
getting the pumpkin spice trend going. Mm -hmm. Um, And then also because I am a Starbucks fan, I did ask them recently how the pumpkin spice latte has been in high demand again this year. And they said yes, but also the new apple crisp macchiato has become very popular and some people have been getting that instead. So if anyone's looking to go to um, Starbucks and try a fall drink, either the pumpkin spice, the traditional pumpkin spice latte or the new apple crisp macchiato are a good choice. Well, there you go. Okay. And I thought I saw on Facebook that somebody had, and I may may have been a joke, but somebody had uh, pumpkin spice masks up on screen on Facebook on a post. So <laughs> the, the I don't know if it was themselves was, smelled like. like oh. Yeah. So I don't know. Like I don't know whether I'd want to breathe that in all day. Right. <laughs> if you were wearing it <laughs> yeah. around, but and it could have been could have been a joke. I don't know. But I remember seeing that and thinking, wow, pumpkin spice mask. That's kind of cool. Yes. Well, nothing would surprise me anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, They did joke about making pumpkin spice vaccinations that would maybe (laughs) bring people in to get vaccinated that weren't normally wanting to be vaccinated. So that's something to consider too. Go through the drive-thru and get your pumpkin spice latte and your pumpkin spice vaccination and be on your way. There you go. Um, All right. Well, that's all that I have for this week. Um, Now, I guess I should ask you though, are you a pumpkin spice fan? I like the pumpkin spice muffins at Tim Hortons. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as the pumpkin spice drink of any kind, I don't think I've ever had one. And I don't know if I ever really want to try it. I don't know why. I just don't think I, um, when it comes to coffee or that sort of thing, I know that once in a while, Debbie will buy the hazelnut coffee cream or whatever that mm-hmm. Mr. Coffee or the, sorry, Coffee Mate makes. And I don't care for that. I, I just don't like flavored coffee. But I will drink a French vanilla cappuccino or something once in a while. Yeah. So maybe you would like the pumpkin spice. Might. You never know. Yes. I may just buy you one and drop it off at the office okay. so you can try it. Deal. I'll stop by for a visit and bring you a pumpkin spice latte. Okay. Sounds good. All right. So what are the trivia answers that I okay. so poorly did that trivia? This <laughs> well, I hope you got one of them at least. The I think I got two. One. I know I got number two right, but. So Pink's song, Today's the Day, served as a theme song for the Ellen DeGeneres show. Oh, I never knew that was a Pink song. I didn't either. Interesting. Um, in the TV show Friends, the name of the grumpy neighbor living below Monica and Rachel was? Mr. Heckles. Correct. Something I didn't know either. Uh, what show are the characters Tango, Jesse, and Rosita part of? That's Sesame Street. It's on in my house oh. every morning. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. Well, the question when I looked it up actually had Elmo, Jesse, and Rosita, and I thought Elmo would give it away for sure. Yeah. Oh, so I went and found the newest newest of the characters is Tango, and he's a dog. I did not so, know that. I wonder uh, if we're not seeing it new thing. episodes, maybe. Maybe, maybe. the channel maybe. we're watching on might just be an older one. Yeah, that be real. Interesting. It's not, it's not your, your grandparent Sesame Street. <laughs> no, definitely not. Um, so before 2021, how many times has a Netflix original won a Best Series uh, award at the Emmys? And the answer would be none. Um, this year's Emmys was the first time a Netflix original has won Best Series, and that was The Crown, won that uh, on Sunday night. So. I've heard that that is good. I have not watched it yet, but I've heard good things about it. We watched the first season of The Crown, and then we just kind of got away from it and have not went back. So maybe mm-hmm. something for a later date. Have you watched Ted Lasso? No, we're still trying to figure out how to 
get Ted Lasso. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing, I see Jason Sudeikis won Sunday night for, for that too. So. He won and they won for Best Supporting Actor, Best Supporting oh, yeah. Actress. Um, wow. And I don't know if they won more than that because I fell asleep. But luckily, the supporting actor and actress were fairly early on that I was still awake. But anything that happened after that, if I didn't see a headline above it, I don't know what happened. But um, yeah, no, it's it's a good show. I like it. Yes. And and uh, we've been wanting to watch it. We just haven't been able to locate it yet. So. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fifth question was, Paris Hilton is hosting a new Netflix show about what? Cooking. Cooking, correct. <laughs> How cooking. I know that? I'm embarrassed that I even know that. But again, yeah. headlines, right? I mean, right. a lot of times see it come along. See and, yeah, yeah. sound yeah. familiar. I don't know what she'll be cooking, and if she'll be saying, "Oh, that's hot." Yeah. <laughs> when she touches the. Yes. Now, the I do watch the Real Housewives mm-hmm. um, of Beverly Hills. I've been really into that one this yes. season that her mom is on, and yeah. I have found her to be so funny. Um, unintentionally yeah. funny. I don't think yeah. she's not meaning to be funny, but just, um, you know, some of the things she says and, and does is quite humorous. You know, yeah, she just seems like she'd be fun to be around. And you see her interact with the others. And and I just, I I think how rich, I guess, or do you have to be so that other rich people come into your house and they go, oh my, look at this. You know, we get... <laughs> all the fancy stuff on the table and stuff like that. And it's like, yeah. Oh boy. It's to see that Hilton house and see how they live on a day to day basis. And you're, you have to address them a certain way and all that stuff. It's like, Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's quite a different it, lifestyle. It's entertaining. Yes. Yes, for sure. And that's why when my kids want to watch these shows on YouTube of people, kids opening toys and stuff like that, Mm-hmm. And as much as I'm thinking, what what do they enjoy about watching this? Why am I letting my kids watch this? Then I remind myself that I watch Real Housewives. So who yeah. am I to judge? We're all entitled to have our, yes. you know, our mindless shows that just allow us to escape from reality for a little bit. Yeah. So that's right. And that's what Real Housewives does for me. For sure. All right. Well, thank you, Mark. Um, in closing, just want to say thank you to. Um, Jaron Kerr, DJ Kersey for our podcast theme song and to Sarah Hayfling from Elevate Podcast Company for producing our podcast. And thank you to everyone for listening. And if you haven't done so already, um, we encourage you to subscribe to the podcast so you can find out every time the new uh, episodes are released. And thank you for listening. And we'll be back again next week.